Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Episode 21 of the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Welcome. This is take two. Take one. I just did, and I was finalizing the last edits. I was on the very last edit. My computer dies, and I lose everything. So you're getting angry, Jared, for take two. This episode is going to be intense. Okay, well, I'm just kidding. I just need some help. I'm not kidding about losing everything. I mean, does that still happen? Seriously, I knew it happened like 10, 15 years ago with gateway computers, but now, today, losing all your work? I wasted an hour and a half of my life. And so I want to get through this and get through it quickly, and I want to encourage you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7 through 18, and I want to talk to you specifically about three things. Well, four things. Number one, some people won't like your preaching. Number two, measuring yourself against other people is foolish. Number three, God gives you limits in ministry. And then number four, we are not in ministry to commend ourselves. Let's pray. I'm congested. You may be able to tell my voice sounds a little weird today. Sorry about that. But let me just pray and ask for the Lord's help. And I'm going to trust that he's going to give it to me and give it to you as you listen. Okay, Holy Spirit, we need your direction and wisdom. Help us to be encouraged and challenged. Build us up as men, as pastors. And help us today, this week. It's Monday. So help us to have a Monday in which we are not working for the praise of people. We're not licking our finger and throwing it up the air to to find out the court of public opinion and where the winds are blowing and and then trying to go that way. Help us to be men of resolve, who know the finished work of Christ, and who work from a place of rest. Lead us today, I trust you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Number one, some people won't like your preaching. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7 through 18. Listen to what Paul says about these super apostles in Corinth, what they were saying about him. Verse 9, I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters, for they say his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak, and his speech is of no account. Some people will not like you or your preaching. These super apostles actually came against Paul's (laughs) physical appearance. They called him weak. He is a weak man. In his letters, he's strong. Now, many of the people in Corinth still remember when Paul planted the church. He was with them for a year and a half, but there were many new converts who didn't know him and had never seen him. All they knew of Paul was the letters that he had sent. And these super apostles are saying, Paul's strong in these letters. I mean, he's strong in 1 Corinthians and in 2 Corinthians, of course, with his pen. But they say his body is weak. They attack the man, Paul. He's a weak man. And then they say, yes, he can write. But he can't preach himself out of a wet paper bag. They didn't like his preaching. And so they were talking negatively about him to the church in Corinth. Pastor, in the same way that people didn't like Paul or his preaching, there are going to be people who don't like you or your preaching. Now, this may not sound encouraging. It will be, I promise, in a bit. But not everyone will like you or your preaching. There's some people that are just not going to like you. And it's not because they're not Christians. There are going to be weak brothers and sisters who speak about you in negative terms, and who deal with the sin of slander or gossip, and they simply don't like you. This is their sin. But our call is still to love and to grace people like that. 
but they're not going to like you, and they're preaching. You may feel like you just got done for the best pre- sermon you've ever preached, and you get down, and you're talking with people, and somebody comes up, and they're mad at you because there wasn't enough grace, or there was there was too much law. You may have just preached Christ and Him crucified, and some buddy come up to you and say, boy, you're just an angry man, aren't you? <laughs> like, I've been pleading for your very soul to hear about Christ for you, and then somebody comes up and says that you beat them up in the sermon. Things like that are going to happen. Paul couldn't make everybody happy and neither can you. And a part of how God is building us up as men is including not getting public praise from everybody. I mean, that's a good thing for us to not have universal praise. Real men in the pastorate don't have to be liked by everybody. Simply don't have to be liked by everybody. And so we're free to not have to be liked. Number two, measuring yourself against other people is foolish. In verse 12, Here's what Paul says, not that we dare classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Wow, Paul, that thing needs to be heard at pastor's conferences. You go to a pastor's conference, there is humble bragging everywhere. Pastors comparing pastors. Many of us have one eye on Jesus and one eye on the pastors that we want to impress or the people within our church that we want to impress. We're living for the commendation of other people. We want people to look at us and with approval. And Paul here says that we don't have to compare ourselves with other pastors. We don't have to look and see the ministry effectiveness of another pastor and then compare and measure the ministry success of of our lives over our lives and then just kind of compare the two. We're free of that. People who do compare themselves to other people, Paul says, are without understanding. If we have understanding, we don't compare ourselves to other people. We are ourselves, who God has made us to be. We don't have to compare ourselves to anybody else. It would be wise for us to learn from the super apostles what not to do, and then learn from Paul what to do. Paul is saving us a lot of heartache here by telling us, if you're comparing yourself, it's because you don't understand the way things work. Just like the super apostles don't understand how things work. So don't compare yourselves to one another. Have some understanding here and stop the comparison game. There's freedom. And so for us, let's learn from that. Let's say, okay, Paul, I'm not going to compare myself today. What would it look like if you didn't have to compare yourself to everybody else? If you didn't have one eye on yourself and one eye on those that you want to impress or that you're comparing yourself with? Boy, talk about freedom. They lack understanding, but we don't have to. Posers are found everywhere. They're found everywhere. It's not just in junior high and high school. Posers are found in the pulpit, even deep down in your heart and mine. But we can be, by the grace of God, free from that. In Christ, we can walk in freedom. So step up and be the man God has called you to be. Third, God gives us limits. He gives us limits and restrains our ministry. Verse 13 But we will not boast beyond our limits. We will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. This is so crucial. God gives us holy restraints, limits. Paul would not boast beyond the limits that God set upon him. He was a man who knew that there are parameters that God sets around me. And it's not his lack of leadership skills. Although lack of leadership skills could lead to lack of faithfulness today. It's not the reason that ministry is limited in your life. God puts parameters around our ministries in such a way that's good for us. 
and they are holy and they're right. God will limit us. And some of us might feel like, well, God, I, man, I'm really about the glory of God. And if, if you would just grow our ministry and grow the ministry that I'm a part of, your glory would go forth. And yet God continues to put restraints and limits upon the ministry. And it's good. Verse 14 tells us that because of those limits, we are not overextended. We are not overextended. We're not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. When we function within the limits that God has provided for us, we don't have to be overextended. So much of our lives that feel stretched in every which way are stretched in every which way, not because of the demands laid upon us, but the demands we lay upon ourselves. Those things that we take up that we don't have to take up, they're beyond our limits. And it's helpful for us to identify what the limits are so we don't have to overextend ourselves beyond those limits. What does it look like for you to be faithful today on a Monday? What does obedience to Jesus look like and care for God's people look like today? Well, do that by the grace of God and don't overextend yourself. God puts limits upon us. Work within those limits and we won't be overextended feeling like our body is being torn limb from limb. And then number four, we are not in ministry to commend ourselves. Verse 18, Paul gives us the gospel of Jesus. For it's not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. The one whom the Lord commends is approved. God commends you, pastor. We are not in ministry to commend ourselves, to earn pats on the back or affirmation or praise or adoration for people. Why do we need the commendation of people if we have it from God? Why do we have to have the approval of everybody in our lives when we have the approval of the God of the universe? God in Christ has approved of you already. So we don't work to be approved. We don't do any of these things that we just talked about because of our trying to earn anything from God. We are approved already. And this is really, really good news. So today, this week, work from a place of rest. God has commended you already. So go live free. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.